Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Hey, here we are. It is a Thursday. I almost forgot what day it was. I've been messed up all week. Yeah, on yeah. Days. Yeah, I don't. My I, earpiece is falling well, out. Yeah, my, Monday was a holiday. Su- Sunday was a holiday. Monday was a holiday. Kind of yeah, gets all. you all screwy. And that makes me think, I, you know what? I think I, I, I was wondering when I left the house at like 10... 10 or 10, 15, whatever it was, why my garbage had not been picked up. But I think garbage got pushed back. Ours did not. Ours stayed regularly. Yeah. But, oh. but who knows? But maybe it does. I don't know. I mean, yeah. usually when there's a Monday holiday, we get the garbage day pushback. I don't know. Yeah, These things we're all trying to figure out. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, on today's program, we'll talk about Gavin Williams. His first start, uh, I let you all down with the strikeouts. Obviously, he didn't get there. But he did bounce back after a bad, what was it, second inning, third inning? What was the inning of the game? Uh, third bad second inning. Se- no, second. it wasn't the second, was it? I thought it was like the third or the fourth. No, I don't remember. Whatever whatever inning it was, he gave the three-run homer to the great Ryan Noda. Uh, and, but then he did bounce back and pitch pretty well after that. It was a bad third inning. It was the third, we yeah. Wrong. Yeah, third yeah. inning. Third yeah. inning. Shout then, out Earl for being right. It ended up being a very exciting inning to, uh, yeah. ending to the game. We'll get to that later. We'll get. I mean, nothing has me more pumped than breaking down who the Cavs might take with the 49th pick in the draft. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, this, work. we're going to get in-depth analysis. Jason has been studying draft prospects for months. Uh, I've been studying my Little League roster for months. Not, not <laughs> you could have gone with it for 10 more minutes. No, no, no he's just like, let's just blow that out the water. No. Get that out of here. Uh, I got one prospect name. I don't that's, care. That's it. I, I've been looking at him. If they don't grab him, I'm going to be able to. You realize whoever they take isn't going to play, right? Yeah, if they stay at forty nine, if, if they stay at forty nine, like he yeah. might play in twenty twenty seven. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, I, are they buying a pick or something? Are they I'll, trying to get in the first round? I, 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 Who knows? We'll I get don't, to. I, all right, we'll get, we'll get to, to it. it. We'll, we'll get, get to it. it. By the way, hopefully we all don't get pink eye because one of the kids on my team ended up getting pink eye yesterday. Are you rubbing your eyes? And Alan just was rubbing my eye. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> And you came to work. And you came to work. Well, I didn't have any symptoms of pink eye. (laughs) He's one of the ones that came in studio? Yeah. Oh, my God, Bull. (laughs) We didn't know he had pink eye. There was no signs of pink eye. But with a date. And then later in the day, he he developed. I don't know. You start swabbing for pink eye. We'll for the best that we don't get pink eye. I don't think I. uh, This is the eye. Wow. That's extreme close. It doesn't look. I think it's in your head right now. Your, yeah, your no, eye my eye's fine. just itchy. It yeah, feels like I got like a hair in my that eye. That little corner. Hey, eyelash. that's the that's one of the three things that are ruining your day. What? Uh, eyelash in your eyeball, oh. kicking the corner of the bed when you get up to go to the bathroom, or accidentally slamming your pinky finger in the door. All right, two and three, you're 100% right. Even worse than one, this happened to me once. I somehow got like dirt in my eye. Yeah. And my eye was killing me for hours. Yeah. I'm like trying to get it. I'm trying to put water in there. Oh. Do that with contacts. Oh, yeah. The tiniest speck. Feels oh, yeah. like a rock it's scratching your eye. It's awful. Oh, yeah, I'm it's not awful. I'm, I, I'd rather get LASIK before I, I mess with no contacts. Mm. I, I can't get that. LASIK. Really? I, uh, well, I, I haven't. Ten years ago, I was not a good candidate because my astigmatism was so bad. Mm. They so you, I, I so you legally blind? Uh, it's pretty bad. 
by on 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 uh, this side, it's one of them. I don't remember. It's pretty bad without contacts. It's bad. Yeah, that, that put your face right. on that thing. You'd be looking I'm around, chasing out of the house without contacts. I do not have an Iowa State shirt on. Yeah, everybody thinks it's I. Well, everybody, everybody meaning meaning me it's, and the it's, G. It's Avon Lake. Uh, Chris from uh, Lake Tea Apparel in Avon Lake gave this to my wife for there me, you go. and He's said he loves show. loves the show. So he watches all the time, and I told him I'd wear it on the show. He does all the shirts for our swim team. Okay, uh, cool. Lake. it's a nice shirt. Yeah, it's it's, comfy, it's, it's it? cool, man. Yeah. It's great. I was at the gas station. Yeah, I met a guy named Amari. He's going to bring me uh, jerk chicken. He loves it every single day. He yeah. said, I watch you guys at work. He's like, I watch you at work and they have not shut me down yet. <laughs> <laughs> every single day I say so shout funny. out to them. So right, I appreciate well, you. Well, now that we're telling these stories, I, I got a similar story. So I'm at, I haven't brec- my, I took my wife to the doctor, and then my son and I went to breakfast. Place I hadn't been in years. I thought this place was closed. There's a little tiny diner in Lakewood called that pl- the place to be or that place to be. I can't remember if it's the or that. Anybody heard of this place? There used to be a, a nightclub called the place to be at Canton, but it w- they weren't serving no meals. I don't I- venture that far east for breakfast. I don't go beyond Avon Lake for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to look it up to get the exact name. The place to be or that place to be. It's, uh, it's the this place. This is riveting TV. Yeah, right? Oh, don't worry about it. It's five <laughs> seconds. I love Let's watch Bold Google the restaurant. I was, what, what, when you tell Steve, take tag board full, that's that's great TV? Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's hey, five we, seconds. We need we need some T-shirts with Steve. Yeah. Take tag, tag board full. full. That's uh, Steve, number 179. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, what happened to 166? <laughs> like, the, it's just like, uh, do we have these Hey, numbers? we're trying to get Leroy Horn up. Kill time for three minutes. <laughs> that's great TV, too. Uh, so anyway, it's the place to be in Lakewood on Madison Avenue. So not on Madison Avenue, but it doesn't matter. Because I don't want Mike to Google it. Find it's actually it. Look a it up. Let's it's watch you look it up. <laughs> it's actually on Warren Road. It's a great little diner. I don't know why. I haven't gone there in years. When I first moved to the area, I lived in Lakewood. And we used to go there quite often. And for whatever reason, I thought it had closed down. I don't know why. Just put it but up. I always liked it. And then somebody told me they went there the other day. I'm like, that place is still open? Awesome. So I dropped off my wife at the doctor. My son and I went for breakfast. So we're sitting there. And this guy is like sitting diagonally across from me and he keeps looking at me. I, this happens all the time. Yeah. He's looking at me. He's like, you can tell he rec- I can tell he recognizes me, but he doesn't know what to say, whatever. So finally, I just look at him back to force him to act. What's up, bro? <laughs> I just kind of smile at him and he goes, it was like he didn't know what to say. He's just kind of staring at me. And then he goes, the Browns are going to beat the Bengals week one. <laughs> he didn't say hi. He didn't say I like the show. It's just a, the to Browns are going to beat the Bengals week one. So I started laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, we'll see. They might. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was yeah. so funny. So we had a conversation for about 30 seconds. He never told me his name. But uh, yeah. anyway, shout out to that guy at the place to be. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Take us to some magnificent TV right now, will you? <laughs> no, it's, it's not the story. I love the story. Yeah. It's the act of looking up looking the name up. of a yeah. restaurant. <laughs> that, whole, that whole 10 seconds really spoiled the day. Hey, hey, so listen. give him one more shout out because actually I was laughing. I missed the name of the diner. What's it called? The Place to Be. The Place to Be. Well, the I, Place to Be. By the way, it was the quickest meal. Like, yeah, fast food you get pretty quick. I, I, I ordered an omelet with home fries. I felt like it was at my table in two minutes, which you don't get that very – usually here, things are not that – like in New York, things move quicker. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Here, you take, things take a little more time. And that was the fastest meal. So, so you couldn't take your wife to breakfast? Like, you drop her at the doctor, and then you go eat breakfast. I got her. A, Sounds heartless. I, no, I got her a breakfast sandwich to oh, go. okay. So she had it when we got home. 
You, now here's I, when I was growing up, and yeah. we did was in when, uh, school. Early notice, we went to Ohio Center for broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Man, they used to have this whole section on plugola and payola. And then I realized I got an industry. It was like, man, bull talk about restaurants every other day. The well, they're not. Gonna, I mean, to, now here's the, the rules. Now I don't know. If, I don't think this applies to our show, but in radio, I can't walk up to say the owner of the place to be and say, hey, if you give me my my meal for free, I'll talk about you on the radio. But how would they That's ever know illegal. that? Well, nobody. Yeah, I mean, technically you could do it as long as you don't get busted. I I would never do that because why would I risk my career over on, on the odd shift over a, a free thirty dollar <laughs> so- breakfast? A sausage McGriddle. <laughs> but when I mention all these restaurants to go to, I I I never, you know, I'm never I first, I've never asked anybody for a free meal. You want to get that? I'm not saying I've never been given a free meal in my life. Yeah. I have. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. But I've never ever gone to somebody and said, "Hey, give me a free meal and I'll talk about you." Ever. Right. I've never no. wouldn't even think of saying that. No. And I certainly didn't do that with the place to be. I don't even know who owns it. <laughs> I'm just giving them a shout out because the breakfast was good. Look, go. <laughs> I got bull hit it here allegedly. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, Mikey, go ahead. You take us take take it forward here. Yeah. So we have a topic today that we're gonna start with. That. I know has probably taken more time to put together than anything we've ever done on the show. Now, I want to give you guys the full context. We'll run through the study, then I'll pa- toss it to you guys to dissect yeah. what we learned. But last week, it was last Thursday, we had Bucky Brooks on. And yeah. the crux of the conversation was, is there another level Miles Garrett can reach? He's been phenomenal. All team, all first team, all pro, multiple times. Pro bowler. He's done everything on his resume but win defensive player of the year. And for some reason... And I think it's valid. We all think there's that next level he can still reach. Right. But I didn't like us just saying, hey, I think there's another level Randomly. for Miles Garrett. Yeah, I wanted to try to find a tangible thing that we could ask Miles Garrett to do to reach whatever that next level is. Right. To elevate him from being one of the best players on the defensive side of the football to arguably, unquestionably, the best defensive player in the league. So. I went through and shout out to our guy, Eddie, who helped corroborate these stats and make sure my numbers were accurate and I didn't miss something and he didn't miss something. So we had two different people do this. Shout out, Eddie. You're a real one. There you go. We went through and we tracked every single sack of Miles Garrett's career, all 74 and a half of them, put them into categories, broke them down by down, down in distance, quarter, score, were they trailing, were they leading, mm-hmm. what week of the season, what quarter of the season, everything you can know about every sack of Miles Garrett's career. And before we run through the numbers and present you the official Miles Garrett career stack study case, I want to let you guys know that he has 74 and a half career sacks. You will see the totals equal up to 81 because I gave him a full data point for a half sack. So a half sack in this study counts for a full data All point. Right. So these numbers will add up to 81, not 74 and a half. I didn't want to give him half credit for a half sack. So just so you guys know, it is out of 81 in totality okay. here. So Steve... As Bull said so eloquently, let's take 171 full, and we're going to run through the first data point here in the Miles Garrett career sack study. So it broke him down by quarters. In the first quarter, Miles Garrett has 17 career sacks. In the second quarter, he has 25. In the third quarter, he has 15. In the fourth quarter, he has 22. I mean, and he do has we really need overtime. you to read that, by the way? I mean, it's on the screen. So do you want to just sit in silence for three minutes and run through 10 graphics? He's setting his money up. He's setting the money up. So we're going to run through these, then I'm going to toss to you. But real quick, anything yeah. on this that stands out, this feels about right. Yes, because 
a lot of times when we talk about players, you know, you want to use facts and you want to use numbers to kind of back up what you're saying. But sometimes it's just a feeling or I've watched enough games so I kind of know this. I would have guessed he had less sacks in the fourth quarter than he does. Like, I would have guessed that his fourth quarter sacks were his lowest number. I would have too. Just watching games. My and, hypothesis and was coming into this was the first half would be significantly more than the second half, and I was proven wrong by the numbers. Right, yes. I was with you. Sometimes you go into, uh, into looking at something to prove your point, and then sometimes when you look in, your, your mind is changed. Yeah, I love when that happens, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I love when I get surprised by the data. Oh, okay. Look at I this. do. Found $20 in my fat pocket. I shouldn't have watched these jeans. All right, next thing. Yeah. I broke down his sacks by the score of the game when the sack occurred. So these are when the Browns have been trailing. So he has 20 in a tie game. You'll see this on both graphics. Of his 81 sacks, 20 have came when the game is tied. When the Browns have been down by 17 or more, so a blowout, he has five sacks. This is out of 81, remember. When they're down 8 to 16, so more than a one-score game, essentially a, a two-score game, he has seven sacks. And when the Browns are down by one point to seven points, essentially a one-score game, he has 12. When okay. they are up, Steve, we can take the next one. Once again, you'll see the same 20 there on the tie game score. When they're up by 1-7 to seven in a one-score game, he has 17 career sacks. When they're up by 8-16, to 16, so a two-score game, he has 15. And when it's a blowout, when they're up by three scores, 17 or more, he has five. So they the probably majority of his sacks. He probably haven't been up by 17 or more all that often. No, only five times. No, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah, too yeah. often, but right. the I think majority of the sacks have come when the game's relatively still within hand. The, I, these numbers are – I don't know how valuable those any of those well, are. Well, I'll tell you what I like about yeah. that. I'll, I'll do it a little bit – I'll turn it a little bit yeah. differently than how Mikey did. 49 of the 81 came when it's a one-score game. Either up, down, or one up, – either up by seven, down by seven, or a tie game. 49 of the 81 – that's pretty good. No, that's a big that's play. Pretty, like it's but it's money it, plays. Do we know that how that compares to the other great pass? Well, runs? no, that's I'm just pro- but I'm just looking at his. Yeah. We have a total pie of 81, yeah. and 49 of the 81 came when it's a one score game. That's money plays. So like, we, that's that's the, the way, that's got to have at moments. You could you could you could dissect it in two ways, right? A lot of people don't put too much stock in PFF. If PFF puts his grade as the highest in the league, and you're like, well, I I don't really see the production. I think he could do a little more. I, I, yeah. Maybe I'm missing stuff. So now you take that grade and you say, okay, we'll sit that aside. Let me go look at the film. How many sacks and what does his production look like and when is his production coming? And if his production is there uh, around games that are tight, that's another thing you could put in the basket now and in, look at in, it another way. In fairness, when you kick off, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. So right. if he's getting sacks, <laughs> right. first quarter sacks in his tie game, right. I think a lot of that important could be fourth quarter. But it, I'm just know, saying, if it's a one-score game either way. Right, but what, you're, what, what I'm saying is, the majority of the time he's out there, it's a one-score game or tie game either way. The majority of the time he's on the field, the game is within seven, eight points. The majority of the time. So I would think any pass rusher is going to have the majority of their sacks sure. in those situations. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to because look at the You're going to have more pass rushing attempts in those situations. You'd have because to look at the data. Most games are closer. Yes, most games. I mean, most NFL games are what three points or less. Yeah, I and think. certainly. For the first quarter in every game, or almost every game, it's going to be it's within a one a quarter. Score game. Yeah, you know, so like he has a lot, you know, so a lot of your first like, right. and, and so there's, listen, to do all the context you need for this to be perfect, 
Mike would have to spend two weeks on this, yeah. if not more. This took four hours to put together. So four hours is a lot, and he did a great job. But yeah. there is some context that we we're going to get to the. I think the the money one here yes. in a minute. Yes, hundred percent. I think also uh, one thing you didn't do here, and again, I don't say it to be critical at all because you did a lot and you did a great job. But one other thing, I was after I saw all the numbers, and I said like, oh, this would be interesting, is breaking it down by the quality of opponent. I'd be curious. I have opponent. I mean, do you want – we'll do it. Let, let me sort okay, it at the end, ahead. but I have it by opponent as right. well. So, we'll get to that. All right. Um, as far as the one-score games go, I was a little surprised fewer of his sacks weren't in the blowout category because I know they've been down a lot more. I thought he'd have more in the category just by naturally being – they were 0-16 his first year. But even when they were terrible, outside, so. even when they were terrible, they were still moderately close games. I, I can't recall very many that they yeah. just got absolutely blown off the field. I, I, if you looked up the amount of plays he was on the field where the yeah, other I'm, team I'm not threw, tracking – No, I'm saying. Plays, but if you, if you actually did it, if you looked up amount, every play he was on the field, every time they the other team threw the ball, I would bet you he's got way more plays that, oh, are, that are within yeah, a touchdown absolutely. either way than, than that anything is else. unquestionably true. Yeah. All right, next up, I did sacks by down. This was just more interesting. I don't think this really yeah. tells us anything, but of his 81 career sacks, the thing that stood out to me is he has zero on fourth down. Mind you, very few opportunities to rush the passer yeah, on fourth down Yeah, most of those are probably sacks, runs, or a lot of those are runs. He is 33 on third down, 26 on second, 22 on first. To me, that lined up pretty pretty much how I would expect. And, yeah, and, I mean, and third down when you when you are in the when you are you getting graded as defensive ends and players, third down is looked at as money down. You get paid for third down. If you get production tackles for loss, sacks on third down, that's more production than, than on first or second down. They always say. You got to stop people on first and second down to earn the right to get to money down, which is third down. He has 33 sacks on yeah. third down, which is more than the first two downs. Um, now, granted, you can look at it another way, trying to be fair. Yeah. Third down is a passing. Yeah, passing, I mean, you're going to more often throw the ball on third down. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a pass down. All right, next up, Steve, we go right to the next one here, and we can discuss the next category that it was broken down by, and that is sacks by week of the season. Now, I split these into quarters so it could fit all on graphic. I split it up between weeks 1 through 5, weeks 6 through 10, weeks 11 through 14, and weeks 15 through 18. My biggest qualm with the NFL changing the schedule from 16 to 17 games is now it's not four equal quarters. So the first sure. two have an extra game in them. The bottom two only have four games. And I know they're split into weeks, so it's not exactly apples to apples. We have the games comparison, which we'll get to later. But as you can see, he had 32 sacks in weeks 1 through 5 in his career. He has 25 sacks in weeks 6 through 10, 13 sacks in weeks 11 through 14, and 10 sacks in weeks 15 through 18. Do you have 18. the amount of games played in each I do. Of those it's groups? great you ask, okay. Well, I have the amount of games and the percentage of games possible that he could have played and yeah. played. So in weeks 1 through 5, and Steve, please leave this graphic up, he could have played in 30 total possible games in weeks 1 through 5 in his career. He's played in 25 of them. It's 83%. Yeah. play rate in weeks one through five. Okay, so that means he's averaging almost one and a third sacks per game weeks one through five. Correct. 25 games played, 32 sacks. Okay. In weeks six through 10, there have been 26 possible games Miles Garrett could have played, and he's played in 25 of them for a 96% rate. Uh, all right, so second section, he's averaging one second sack game. per game. Yeah. So 1.3 roughly to one. Now third section. Third section, weeks 11 to 14, 
a possible 22 games, he's played 17 of them, so a 77% hit rate. Okay, so that means, let's see, it's about 75%, you know, .75 sacks per game. And the last one, weeks 15 through 18, 20 possible games, he's played in 17 of them for an 85% hit rate. Okay, and now, so every section of the season, of the season his sack per game goes gets lower. Yeah. And that's the most telling thing to me. So when we say, is there another level to Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett is one of, if not the best pass rusher in the game, right? We all agree on that. Yes. Uh, he's on track to be a Hall of Famer. Yes. There's a chance he'd be one even if he retired today. Certainly if he plays just the level he's played at the last couple of years. However, if we're going to compare him to the all-time greats, to the, I know Aaron Donald's a tackle, but if we're going to compare him to Aaron Donald, if we're going to compare him to Bruce Smith, if we're going to compare him to Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, those guys, if he wants to be in the all-time pantheon, we want to get to that level, that's that's the telling thing to me, it's is like, that his play tails off yeah. as the year goes on. And that's when... His production tails and off. And that's... You're in a playoff race at that point. That's like, right. That's when, that's when you, you need it most. Yeah. And, and listen... There's going to be some wear and tear and some wear down involved in that. Mm-hmm. But when you look at weeks 11 and on, I'll even I'll even combine the whole thing. Yeah. From 11 through the end of the season. Yeah, he's averaged. He's he's what? Had 20, Can we see that what again? What was the last two seconds? Can, Can we you see put that, that graphic back up again? one more time? If, when you look at 11 through 18 through the end of the season, it pales in comparison to weeks one through right. five. Like weeks one and two, he's playing like a legend. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, he's getting double teamed. Clearly. Right. And that wears him down too. But 32 to 23, 1 through 5, 11 to 18, right. 30. That's he has more sacks in weeks 1 through 5 or through weeks 6 through 10 than he has in weeks 11 through 18 11 combined. through the end of the season. Even though it's less games, but not significantly when you combine it. Actually, it'd probably be more games. Mike, exactly how many games has he played weeks 11 through 18? 11 oh. through 18. How many has he There's played? a potential of 42 games played. Yeah. And he's played in 34 of them. So he's 34 games and he has 23 sacks. Right? So that he's only averaging two-thirds of a sack per game in the back eight games of the year. Where in the first 10, he's averaging over a sack per game. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Huge. You have to the way I look at it is like this. There is going to be attrition. So when you are coming into the league and you're you're a pass rusher, you look at the yeah. Browns roster. There is nobody in seven, what did he play, six, seven years? There's nobody who has been a consistent threat anywhere else on the defensive line. So, That's right. That's fair. If, if you are Miles Garrett and I'm a coach, it's very easy to take him out of a game. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to get double teamed, and we might put a back over there. Well, then why are, and we why, might put a tight end over but there. But why are they not doing that early in the season? Or why is he able to beat it early in the season if they are? So if you think about it, it's early in the season. You got more energy. And by the time you get to week 13, 12, right. you, you playing with guys that you've been getting double teamed the most out of everybody in the entire yeah, league. Yeah, he's always near the top of that category. That is, wh- that is why I've always said, you cannot just lean on Miles. You got to you got to bring somebody else. Well, to this year will be very telling. Yes, because he has by far more talent around him on that line than he's ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, he has another guy that's been a premier pass rusher. Yes. He has a young guy that's an up and coming appears to be a so, at least a solid pass rusher. And he's got the best defensive tackle he's ever played with. Yep. So 
He should have a monster he year. He should not get double team as much. Now, he's Miles Garrett. He's one of, again, one he's of the, not the best player. Team. He's still going to get double team, but not as much. Yeah. Not like, as much. And because the other guys will be able to take advantage of those double teams more than other players uh, have. Uh, again, for me, like, when I watch him, um, there's some things that I would always love to see Miles Garrett do. Like, I think he's never really played in a system where it was all about penetration. He is so explosive off the line of scrimmage. Pause. I yeah, super, super. Oh my gosh. Just stepped in that one, G Bush. <laughs> yeah. Greg yeah. Greg Williams used to be like, I only want to see you do one move. I look at it like this. Like he has to get to a point where I need the, the penetration sacks. I need the Oh my goodness, Miles Garrett just made the running back have to go completely the other way because he's in the backfield again. Right. To, for me, it's the tackle for losses. To me, it's those splash. You could have splash plays in terms of your pass rush. Of course, you get paid for sacks, but you can also have tremendous splash plays on first and second down where no you're doubt. just completely disruptive. Mike, how how old is Miles Garrett now? Can you tell me his exact age? Miles Garrett today. He's 27 years old and 175 days. So halfway to 28. Oh, okay. I got you. 27 and a half. So he's you asked for his exact age. I gave it to you years what, and What days. is his birthday in January? Um, December 29th. Okay. So he'll turn 28 at the end of the season. It feels like if if you want to be – and that's the thing. Like sometimes I feel like people are like, you're critical of Miles Garrett. No. I think Miles Garrett's great. I think Miles Garrett's probably going to the Hall of Fame. But I want to put him in the category with the all-time greats, and he can't be you there. You get held to a higher standard. That's right. And he can't be there. He certainly can't be there if he never wins a defensive player of the year, which he's never won. And I think this is his best opportunity to do so. Just like in baseball, you got to have two things. Like, if you watch, look at, you, you, like, guys, the GOATs, like T.J. Watt or J.J. Watt, he got he would deflect passes on top of giving you those sack totals yeah. on top of tackles for loss. When you look at Reggie White, always played the run very well, still gave you sacks. Right. I think Miles Garrett has to be more than a sack guy That's in order to get you're to right. that that level where you like a complete dominant football player. And I think he can get there. It's just a, it, it, and also throw that kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's like if the Browns were good, we'd have a different minds perspective, right? If the Browns were perennially in the the playoffs and, and winning and being be winning and, and up for the division, you naturally get a boost. So some of those years where you got 16 sacks and you may not be all pro or 16 sacks and you didn't get many defensive player of the year votes that changes. If you have a, a, a team that is consistently playing and is good. And, and so that's why I think he kind of gets mixed with TJ Watt a little bit because TJ Watt is playing for the Steelers who already come with a cachet right. for defensive players. So you automatically kind of get that piggyback and they, you know, they're a playoff contending team. I think that that also plays a factor in it as well. It's funny you mentioned TJ because Mike, you don't, you have the graphics for some of the other that is we're going next. Yes. Yeah, so we, we just did by quarters of the season based in weeks. Do you have games? We do have or? games. Okay. So we're going to start with Miles. I'm curious. And we did this for Miles, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, and Aaron Donald. Now, they all have different amounts of sacks, but we'll see a trend here. Different amount here. of games played. Okay. Different amount of games played. Different yeah. Micah Parsons only played two seasons. Yeah. But we'll see if the trends can be comparable and if yeah. there's any outliers between these four. Now, this is exact comparable to comparable. Weeks. Or this is not weeks. These are games. One through four, five through eight, nine through 12, and 13 plus. Thanks, Pro Football Reference, for having this easily sortable on their okay. website. 
In the first four games of the season, Miles Garrett has 24 and a half sacks. In the second four games of the season, those are games five through eight, regardless of week, 24 and a half sacks. Games nine through 12, it drops till 12. And then in games 13 plus, because yeah, they added again, a 17th game. Again, very similar to what we saw. Stark drop-off you know, after big the, drop the off. second half of the season. Now let's go to the next one, Steve. We'll go right down the line. We have four in a row of the same breakdown. These are exactly the same categories broken down. For T.J. Watt, games 1 through 4, 18. Games 5 through 8, 20. Games 9 through 12, 19. Games 13 plus, 20 and a half. Now, I don't know what his games – I don't know if there's a big – I don't have Outside their games Outside of last breakdown. year, I don't think he's missed any significant Just time. Just the consistency of that, though. You right. don't need the games. But if he had played a lot more games in one than the other, but he's never really been hurt outside of last year, I right. don't think. So, I mean – That's incredible yeah. consistency. Right. And I don't have the game breakdowns for the other guys. This is the only stats for them I have. Next week, we're going to come back and try to get more yeah. apples to apples for the rest of these. But for today, I this think, is the only comparable graph. And I think, ultimately, that's why a lot of people think T.J. Watt's a little better than Miles Garrett because he's been more productive late in the season Yeah. when, they, when things are on the line. Not to mention, the Steelers have played more big games than the Browns have. Yeah. Uh, in the in the in the regular and season. I'm sure I mean in their careers you're a professional you have to do it but I'm sure it's hard to get up for some of these November December games no that Miles has been involved in yeah, you're sure. out of it the organization's on fire yeah. and you're expected to go out there and compete like it's that's right but at the same time this is your legacy on the line that's right and, and you get paid a lot you get paid a lot of money and if yeah. you want to be the greatest then you have to figure out yeah. how to do it right okay, we have two more good. yeah pass rushers in the exact same breakdown this is Micah Parsons who's only played okay. two seasons much fewer numbers, but the trend similar here to Miles Garrett. Yeah, look at that. Six and a half in games one through well, four. I wouldn't say it's similar to Miles Garrett because the third group, he's actually is his best. Well, look at 13 and on. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just don't know, like four and a half or more six More similar and a half. than to TJ Watt. He falls more towards the Miles Garrett side than the TJ Watt. It's kind of I'm not, between. And I'm not splitting them in two different categories. Yeah. I'm just saying this is the breakdown here based on games. I, six and a half, six and a half, nine. And now, he hasn't played, obviously. Yeah, we enough. don't have the very big sample it's size. It's not enough of a sample size because the di- right now, one through four, five through eight, and then 13 plus is only a two-sack difference. Yeah. So, I, I you know, where is it going to go? For? I think he's almost to the side because it's not enough games. Then we have one more, right. Aaron Donald. Who, who played plays the most games, obviously. Bit of a different position than Miles Garrett, defensive tackle. But yeah, he actually is a so slow starter. Only 17 and a half in games one through four. 33 in games five through eight. 26 and a half in games 9 through 12, and then 26 in games 13 on. Yeah, I mean. So, TJ and Aaron Donald are in a class of themselves. Yeah. Based on those now, numbers. T- yes. Now, That's, it's a little different. He's not as consistent through top through bottom. But I, I would take that. Oh, I, of course. I would I mean, take I, that Aaron Donald over the, piling up sacks in week Aaron one Aaron Donald's two. the best ele- defensive lineman we've seen since. Maybe mm. ever. I don't know. No, not ever. I don't know. I'm not taking um, him over Bruce Smith or Reggie White. Uh, well, I think, I think he's different best. Oh, yeah. think, oh, no. oh, he's the best defensive no, no, tackle. No, 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 no that's no, what. No, yeah. oh, I, I thought you meant tackle. No, oh, sorry. best tackle probably. No, no he's I mean, he's to, he's better than Bruce Smith to me. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, oh I'm taking Bruce Smith. I, and and he was he was better than him a couple years ago. I don't I don't uh, know how you compare a tackle to. It's an hard. Man. It's hard because if you got it, if you got a three technique, who's giving you that? That is product. That's like saying. Joker giving you 15 assists at center. No one has seen that. Yeah, but you know what? In first of all, now there's advantages and disadvantages. Teams throw the ball way more than when Bruce Smith played and when when Reggie White played. Yes. So there's more opportunities to get sacks. Yes. 
On the other hand, there's a lot of advantages for the offense in terms of like what, like defensive players can't beat the crap out of offensive linemen like they used to be able to. No, nope. you can't, you can't so touch nobody. W- once we're debating Aaron Donald versus Bruce Smith, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard. It's Hall of Famers. Yeah. And all time great versus all time yeah. great. Who's the better all time great? It's, it's tricky. Go ahead, Mike. So we have three more things that we broke down. This yeah. is just back to Miles Garrett here by field position, which I was interested to see where a lot of his sacks coming mm-hmm. when the other teams were backed up. How many were in impactful positions when teams were driving? Okay. And it's about what I expected. Of his 81 sacks, 56 came in the opponent's territory, which I think makes sense. 25 in Browns' territory, 11 when the other team was in the Browns' red zone. So about one-eighth of his sacks, which to me, and I'll, I'll confirm this next week, that seems like a really good percentage. Red zone sacks are hard no to idea. come by, but that feels really good to me. And then 14 uh, came between the I mean, 21 yeah. and 49 Again, yard line, seven, you're gonna split. Ha- you, you, I assume he's had a lot more plays in his opponent's territory than in Brown's territory. Even with the Browns being bad, it's still there's going to be drives where you, where you never play in your own territory. So uh, it makes sense that that's high. You're saying you think one-eighth of the sacks in the red zone is a good number. It might be. I don't know how we yeah, have so any Yeah, I said. I'll, I'll do mean, the deep dive next week to right, compare. No but to me, that feels – that feels pretty good, and, yeah. and I thought we were going to see some other stuff in this research, and I was proven wrong. So maybe this will be another thing. I mean, I'm it's been wrong fascinating. You could you could literally spend a month trying to get all the data you can, and you still might not have enough to really. Oh, but it's can't. it's fascinating. It's given. I really think the stuff about how he's really tailed off late in the season is telling. I think that's a big thing. I think that's an area he can improve. And G brings up a good point. Like Miles Garrett in the run. You know, the tackle for loss, that's not something he's been a big impact guy doing. Yeah. I and th- that part of his game could increase, too, it's, as good it's, as he is. It's just crazy. Well, it's not really crazy. I think there's just there's, – there's a little bit of this as well. Like, I think when you go back and look at it, like, if you go back and you look at the people the Browns have drafted, I think Miles Garrett is the anomaly. And sometimes he gets penalized because – the Browns have been so terrible around, at, him. around yeah, him no and doubt. other, you know, we and, and plus there's an underdog mentality like we in this city love underdogs like you go back, yes. you, you, you go back and check out some of the quotes that they say about Colt McCoy or Brian Hoyer or, or different things like that. And you'd be like, oh, well, they got to be patient. He could do some things. We see some glimpses, right? And we'll do we'll do mental gymnastics for guys who who don't reach reach a certain uh, physical stature or production rate, right? You're a third round pick. We right. love him to death. Miles Garrett is actually the one first round pick that showed up and was as advertised since he got right. in the league. He's one of the players that we could say besides Joe Thomas, where you could say any conversation that you're having for the best at his position, he's in that conversation. So sometimes when you look like that. And it looks almost as if you can do anything. It's kind of a thing where you're like, well, we, we can we have to nitpick him a little bit. Right. So in, in some of the same ways that we nitpick LeBron, right? In the beginning, we told you, hey, LeBron, you ain't taking the final shot, right? But at the end of the day, he was making a bet right basketball play, right? He wasn't he wasn't the best shooter in the world at that point. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna make the basketball play. But but as you get older, and if you want to be known as the GOAT. You got to take that shot the same way if in LeBron said he wanted to be the best miles Garrett said he wanted to be the best. So when you say that people going to judge you based on the all time greats, not just your peers. I think another thing that factors against him. It's not fair. I think uh, I think at at least subconsciously this factors in. I think I've let this factor in for me and it's not fair. 
uh, Miles Garrett's very mild mannered. He's not. He doesn't seem like a killer out there. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. when he talks to the media, he plays Elton John in the locker room after games. Yeah, like exactly. I love it, but right. he, it's not. And he like he's, he's his own his cat. Halloween stuff. He's his he's, own cat. Yeah. You know, like whereas T.J. Watt seems like he's a killer, yeah, and and that may and that's not necessarily true on the field. But Miles is much more mild mannered, and in a way, we want our defensive players to be like crazy people. Yeah, and Miles Garrett's not a crazy person. You you want you want to see a certain level of of angst yeah. from defense alignment. You want to see nastiness. You want like, it, but I will say, remember there was a time period where Miles Garrett, in the beginning of his career, was getting fifteen yard penalties, right? Yeah, for just people calling him a dirty player. Like they were calling him. I mean, he did take a helmet off yeah. and beat somebody else up with it. <laughs> the great zoo. Which which <laughs> at the end of the day, like. He's lost some games because of that, but he yeah. has a he has a mean streak yeah. to him. It's just you're right. He likes dinosaurs, right? And, and that's like Ray Lewis was scary. Yes, Ray Lewis was scary. Very yeah, scary. he was very scary, and he was about that life, right? Exactly. And Miles Garrett's like you know he's going into the library and <laughs> studying books. And, and here's the thing too, and I'm I don't just say this. Yeah. I think for him, I would not be surprised if he wakes up one day and he's 29 and he says. I'm, I've had enough. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like he, he Jason, would, you've talked to him. Would you be surprised if he did that? No, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I think he's the Calvin Johnson of defensive end. He he hasn't really been hurt. He wants to do other things. Uh, it looks like sometimes the game just bores him because you could always see a, a, a group of people who have aspirations to do other things and they think out of all the things in the world, I just got to de devote this much time to football. Yeah, I want to go right. do something this with my prime. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see him, uh, you know, take a, a snap after the age of 30. It'd be fascinating. We'll hope that doesn't happen. Mike. We have two more to get to. Yeah. And these last two are brought to us by the USFL. Good. Playoff action is here. Check them out at USFL.com. See the Maulers take on the Panthers in the first round of the playoffs. Hopefully Boogie has a speedy recovery from his knee injury. And you can check all that information out at USFL.com. Two more Miles Garrett stats to break through, and then we will get to the rest of stuff. I broke down his sacks based on yards to the first distance marker. He has 15 when there was a one to six yards to go. He has 20 on seven to nine and when it was 10 or more yards. He had 46. That makes sense. More passing situations. Pin his ears oh. back. Get to the quarterback. And the last one I wanted to break down because I do think this was – Pretty cool for Miles Garrett. I broke down his fourth quarter sacks. Steve, you can take the next one here. And in the fourth quarter, he has 22 career sacks. Nine have come while the Browns are down. 13 have come while they're ahead. Seven came in one-score games. 16 have come in two-score games. That's out of 22. So 16 of his 22 fourth quarter sacks have come when the Browns are within two scores, either up or down of the opponent. Meaning, for the most part, the majority of his fourth quarter sacks haven't just been garbage time, which I do think does count for something here. But a two-score game is not garbage time in the fourth quarter. Well, it could be not if you're playing like against points. Not if not points? if you're playing against the Browns and you get on the side kicks. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, do you count ten points as garbage? <laughs> time? I guess it depends on the exact scenario of the game. You know, I'm nervous as hell when the Browns is up fourteen or seventeen with you a know, minute and a half left, <laughs> thirty seconds After left. What we saw last year. Fair enough. Yep. Yep. All right, that was a good breakdown. Nice job, Mike. Good work. Any any final thoughts before we move on? Any I, final I, thoughts? On I need a, I need a deep dive first of all before my final. I need a deep yeah. dive. I need a Deshaun Watson deep dive like this. This, this we've seen your capabilities now. 
On those six games, I don't. No, I'm talking no. about the new ones. I want like I got had that breakdown quarterly and weekly from from this Houston days or this no year? this year at the end of the season. Yeah. Oh yeah. End of the season. Yeah, Mike, we're gonna need you to do that every week for Miles Garrett's yeah. uh, passing attempts. Miles, I, I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, he he's in contention for you know best best in the game. But like you said, bro, you, people you. If you said it, we didn't tell you yeah. you wanted to be defensive player there. You said that's it, my fair. man. So fair. if you said it, that's what we're gonna hold you to. Yeah. All right, Mikey. All right. Well, appreciate you guys sitting through that. A lot of information. I like numbers. Really hopefully, we learned a little something, and hopefully, when we say in the future, "Hey, we need more from Miles Garrett," now we know exactly what we're asking for, and we'll do that. It's consistency uh, for the whole season. Consistency the for the whole thing. season. I yeah. think that is a takeaway we can all have, and, and I'll try to do some other stuff with Deshaun Watson and and Chubb and. We have a special Chubb thing tomorrow, actually. A little teaser for you guys. Special Chubb thing. Uh, that's I don't all. think you could find a single thing negative about Chubb in terms it's of... It's not negative. I promise it is, it is not a negative. It's going to be a fun thing. But uh, we're going to do something next year, which also relates to Miles Garrett in a way. ESPN released an article earlier this week that named the current GOAT at each position on the football field and the current player with the on best there. chance yeah. to replace said GOAT. So, for example, Steve, you could take 180 here. Tom Brady's the current quarterback GOAT. And ESPN says the potential goat here is Patrick Mahomes. Wow. No, no ESPN surprise really here. went out of the limb on that Ooh. one. We're not going to go through well, all the I mean, hot No, I know. Take. I know. What else can you say? <laughs> what else you want We're not going to go through all the scenarios, yeah. but there's two and a half that stood out. We'll start with quarterback, okay. and we'll add Deshaun Watson to this category. At running back, their current goat was Jim Brown. The potential goat what was Nick Chubb. What do you mean we'll add Deshaun Watson to this Well, well is, this for our, is this for our team or the whole league? This is for the whole league. Okay. I just want to okay. say, just want to throw Watson in there. If you oh. think he's going to return to even better than Houston form, then maybe he could wiggle his way into that conversation. I don't think he'll ever. No. no. To be the greatest of all time? No. Okay. I'm just, I just wanted to put his name out there as a potential. Could he be in an all-pro conversation? Sure. sure. A yeah. Pro Bowl conversation? Absolutely. Yeah. Greatest of all time? I don't see it. Just want to throw it out there. At running back, they had Jim Brown as the GOAT and Nick Chubb as the potential GOAT. And at defensive end, Miles Garrett was in the honorable mention list. They had Lawrence Taylor as the GOAT and Micah Parsons as the potential. Uh, Taylor as the current GOAT, Parsons as the potential GOAT. So I wanted to ask you guys, will Count Watson out of Chubb or Miles Garrett, who has the better chance to end their career as the greatest of all time at their respective position? I, I don't even think it's close. I think it's Chubb. I don't think either one will, but, but I, I, don't, I don't think there's any way Miles Garrett's the greatest Pass rusher of all time when he retires. How many? How many? Ch- I think Chubb's got a like a, a, a legitimate shot. Now he's the greatest running back ever. Yeah, I think I mean, he does. How long? How he it, got it to depends play? Depends if he. Okay, Nick Chubb's been great since the moment he came in the league. How many more great years can he play? If it's one or two, then no. I'm not saying it's likely that it's going to happen. I'm saying like I'd give it a five or ten percent chance, which I think is a high. I think Miles Garrett's got zero chance. Well, see, I'd, I'd I'd go the other way. I think Miles, based on the Jeez. league, I think Miles has more opportunity than Nick, just uh-huh. because rushing yards, rushing totals, total. Look at how much they ran the ball in the eight. I know we're not just going to compare rushing yardage totals. I, yeah, it's not just that. I mean, there's but, more to it. Than but that. he's got to be he's got to be pretty. He's got to finish pretty high on the career sure. list in rushing yards to be considered in that conversation. I just don't know that teams are going to run the ball enough to give him that many opportunities. I, I just think it. it for him, it's how many years can he be great, even if it's less carries. Because you, you look at some of the stuff like, uh, in terms of yards per carry, yeah. you want to go, like, he's one of the greatest of all time. I 
I've said before, I think there's three Hall of Famers on this team. Yeah. Petonio, Miles Garrett, and Nick Chubb. And Agreed. they've won nothing. Like, that's... Nothing. That's and they've a, had those three guys an, a while. That's an indictment on the organization. Aren't, aren't they the three longest tenured players? I know Petonio and Garrett, definitely. No, the long snapper, Charlie Hewlett. He, he got it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jason and I both at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah, who cares? He got it. Like, the all-time sack record is 200. Yeah. Bruce we Smith, talked the other day. He was on – I haven't looked lately, but a couple years ago, he was on pace. He, for he was. Um, he has the six most sacks through six seasons, just to FYI. How many sacks does he have? Six seasons. 74 and a half. If, if, He's not getting 200 so, sacks. So, he, even, if he, even if he gets – even if he gets 16 a season for the next six years. Yeah, he's not. He still only have 170 right. five. He would have to put together. He'd have a couple 20 20 sacks. He, a would, year. he would have to. Like, he would have to drop a 20 this year, a 20 next year, and then get a 16, I, 15. I think there's almost no chance. The more I think about it, even saying 10% on Nick Chubb is, is way too high. Yeah. I think Nick Chubb's got a. 1% chance of being the greatest running back of all time. And I'll give Miles a 0.25% chance. Well, which, by the way, is a huge compliment to give them anything above a zero of no, a guy potentially being no, the greatest in different positions. Real quick, gee, should Batonio be in this conversation? He's I a, didn't think of Batonio. I mean, how he's, he's, a, he, yeah, he's a guard. Are hard. I, I mean, I he's don't a know. Guard. Guards are hard. He don't even, like, like, if I tell you who's the best guard of all time, can you, who, they, who do they have? Mike is the best guard of all time. I don't even know. Uh, I'll look it up. I'm not actually sure. Like, I wouldn't even head. know off the top of my – like, tackles I might know, but guard? Who the hell knows? Guards, guard of all it's, time? it's hard. Mike Webster, the best Mike center Webster, of all yeah, time, he's maybe? A, he's a notable. Uh, but here's – here's if you get if you want to get to – if Miles Garrett can get the single-season record, say, say he breaks that, that's 22 and a half, right? Mm -hmm. He breaks that for Michael Strahan, right? So you can get that record. Then say, okay – Let's, let's, if he could break that record twice and said, I broke it and then did it again. And he gets to about 170, 180 sacks. Yeah. I just can't imagine. And again, I, I, Miles Garrett's amazing. I can't imagine unless his game goes, goes like just completely off the charts. Great. That I'll ever, that five years from now, I'm going to be saying he's better than Lawrence Taylor. Well, I, I just don't, it, I can't imagine that I would ever say that. You, he would, and then also he would, now here, this is always the cheat code. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, if Miles Garrett is the best player on the team, that gives them a lot of cliche. That that gives them a lot of cachet, yeah. especially if they win it. Like he would have to win a Super Bowl or go to the like. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, it, that's inflated stats. People are gonna give him right. credit for that. But I can't imagine the Browns winning a Super Bowl if he's the best player on the team. Honestly, that's and how that's how good he would have to right, be. Right, right, right. Like Aaron Donald, he won the Super Bowl for the for the. Like he, for the he sealed Rams. the deal. I mean, he did that. Sack, if he doesn't get that sack, they the Burrow probably throws a touchdown. They win the game. They win the game. Yeah, it's I'm very unlikely. That, it's that very unlikely any of these guys we're talking about are actually going to get course. there. Yeah, I just think with the way they're throwing the ball, the opportunity. Now we also just said Miles could walk away from the game early. That right. wouldn't surprise any of us. Yeah. But if he stays, if he does chase records, if he does chase legendary status, yeah, I think he's. I love Nick Chubb. I think Miles has a better chance. I ultimately think, and it's so hard, we're splitting hairs. I just think Nick Chubb, by this, the, again, the slimmest of margins, is a better running back than Miles Garrett as a defensive lineman. If I had to choose. I don't know how, I don't know how you would evaluate that or gauge I just that. think Nick Chubb's more consistently great than Miles Garrett it, is. The only, the only way. And Nick that may, may be unfair. Maybe a lot of people disagree. I. You know, the only way Nick Chubb could do it is if the Browns made a, a conscious decision to say, 
Nick Chubb is going to play here forever. We'll figure it out. Uh, he, he'd have to play as long as. He'd uh, have to be great. He, great for like another seven years. He'd have, which is almost impossible. And his longevity would have to be um, like Emma Smith like Emma Smith yeah. water Payton. But what's the yeah. guy uh, from from the U his name My, Frank says. Gore Frank Gore. Frank yeah, Gore. but he wasn't great the last I mean he wasn't great much of his career. No, but, he, but he, he'd have to play that long put, but be great. Mike, where is uh, Nick Chubb on the all time rushing list right now? I'm sure give me one not, sec. And I'm not just curious. I don't think he has that many. I think Derrick Henry got a better chance to be like See, but I think Derrick Henry is already showing signs of the well, I said that last year, and yeah. then he shut me up over the second half of the year. I he hope he terrific. Shut, I hope he shuts people up again because I just drafted him on my uh, dynasty. How year. are you having fantasy drafts in June? This Nick Chubb is 81st on the all-time career rushing yards list right now. How many yards? Okay, if he rushes for 1,500 yards this year, where will he be? 1,500 yards would put him at 7,800-something oh, yards, which would be 56, 57. He ain't that close. So, by, if he has two more good seasons, he gets into the top 50. So, let's give him 3,000 more yards. 3,000 more yards. Where is it? That gives him about 9,500 career yards, which brings him just outside the top 30. So, he'd be just – in two years, in theory, he could reasonably be out just outside the top 30. Okay. But then that would take a – that would take a – Big concerted toll, no effort. Like, give him, give him forty two hundred over the next three. Forty two hundred over the next three. That's so fourteen. That's how, fourteen hundred. How old is that he gives about ten thousand five hundred. Yeah, which puts him just above Tiki Barber at twenty seventh all time. Yeah, oh, he got two. All right, so he's yeah. not getting the. No, nah. if he has what do I say forty two hundred? Let me give you a right, fifty five hundred in four years. Does he get to the oh top ten God. with another fifty five hundred? No, to get into the top ten. He'd have to have six thousand more yards. He'd have to double what he's done in All his right. career. So it's like I said, he has to be great. He has to be great, not good, great for at least five. Didn't I just say five more years? Well, yes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so he needs to average essentially what he's done. He's just needs to copy and paste that for his career to get for five time. more years. Yeah, copy and, and then paste still it. do something after that. Yes. But five more years of this level of production this would is, get him to the top. Jason, this is why I refuse to talk about Michael Jordan ever again. Like because you you talk about bona fide superstar players, top of their game, with a nice career already, and when you start to extrapolate how much they have to do to even get in the top ten to be in in a conversation, you start to realize when you look at LeBron James' stats, it's just the fact that he's already passed everybody, but he's still playing that well and getting that many points, and yeah. he's still racking it up, and it's just like. I mean, I, it's he, crazy. he's my goat, but I try and abstain from yeah. the conversation. So <laughs> I, mean, I remember biased. as a kid thinking, oh, nobody is ever going to score more points than Kareem. I, I remember thinking that because he had so I never thought anybody would pass him. Right. And, and, and now LeBron's going to go way and he's, I was going to say, he's yeah. still going. That's I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he put it out. Yeah. Before crazy. we move on, I, I want to ask this question, the big picture, not just the yeah. Browns. So I think Mahomes is the obvious answer of a current player who could become the GOAT. Yes. I think Mahomes, if I mean, anything, I take go. Joe Burrow, but okay. <laughs> Outside of quarterback position, yeah. is there someone else currently playing in the league that you think could make a run at their respective positions go? Like, does Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson have a chance to catch Jerry Rice? I mean, Marvin does Harrison Parsons... Jr., clearly. <laughs> yeah, he's the greatest of the day. Boy, he already got I mean, 1,500. I think Chase right and now. Jefferson both have a chance. Again, I mean, it's highly unlikely, obviously. It's but only just, been just three and two years, respectively. Mm. Jerry Rice is so way ahead of everybody else. Uh, yes. Well, who's 
Is Travis Kelsey already the GOAT at tight end? I was end? thinking that. I was thinking tight That's end. Actually, well, they, they listed Gronkowski and, and the current GOAT Yeah, is I mean, to me, I'm taking Kelsey, Kelsey over Gronkowski any too. day of the week already. Okay, I'm wrong. That is the answer. It's not Mahomes. That right. is the answer. Yeah. Bad job out of me. I mean, Kelsey, I think Kelsey's already the GOAT. Probably. Uh, Probably. The guy's amazing. Remember, remember, I don't know if you guys remember, he got hurt his rookie year, didn't play. And I don't think he's had an injury since. I don't think he played a single game his rookie year. Maybe his... Maybe it was the first game he got hurt. But I'm pretty sure he missed his entire rookie season. He played one game his rookie season. Right. He got hurt in that game, and he was out for the year. He played 11 of 16 games in 2014, and he yeah. has not played fewer than 15 games since. Yeah, I mean, he rarely misses a game since that rookie year. Uh, how, where does his touchdowns compare oh, to Gronk? We, oh, stop. Compared to Gronk? Yeah. Oh, this is devastating. He has, and give me a sec, he has 69 career touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, Gronk was always hurt. I don't know if this is updated. Okay. Oh, you don't want to know the answer to this. Why? Gronk has 92. Gronk is Gronk out here putting up numbers. Why do I not want to know the It's only 23 more touchdowns. No, no. Only 23? I, I mean, look, look, you got to think you about it. You say only Travis, 23? Mike, how many did Travis Kelsey have last year? Well, he got Last 50, season? He got 57 now. No, no he got more. He got, he got 69. He had 12 last year. Yeah. A career high. So he had 12 last year. So, a couple so more years. Has, You're telling me in two more years he couldn't pass Gronk? If he has two more seasons of the best career of his life, he, I mean, yes. But he he's he's showing right, no signs fair. of decline fair. at all. I know he's not young, but there's zero signs of decline from him. I mean, but you, you got to think about it. And so, by the way, if Gronk ends, how many more? When they're retired, Kelsey will, unless Kelsey has a catastrophic injury in the next two years, I think he'll pass Gronk on the touchdowns. But even if he doesn't, by the time he retires, he'll be within There's 10. There's other categories. And well. I bet you in the other categories, he's way ahead of him. Uh, well, I'm looking. Tony, What's their yardage? Tony, Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez has 15,000 He was yards. phenomenal. He was phenomenal. 15,000, bull. Yeah, yeah. He, he has 1,325 receptions. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez was awesome. So and Travis 111 Kelsey, touchdowns. I got their head-to-head -head real quick. Yeah. Travis Kelsey has played one more game than Gronk in his career. Okay, there you go. So the numbers are perfect. So these, yeah, these are almost exactly comparable. Right. Kelsey has 814 receptions. Gronk has 621. Wow, that's a huge difference. Kelsey has 10,344 yards. Gronk has 9,286. Big difference. When it comes to touchdowns, that's where Gronk gets the, the edge, right. 92 to 69. That's about it. All right. It's about and it. So you said Kelsey is how many yards? Kelsey is almost exactly 1,000 more yards. So what's the number? 10,000? 10, 10,344 as opposed to 9,286. And Gonzalez got 15,000? Yes. So I think by the time Kelsey retires, he'll have about 13,000 yards, maybe more. I think he'll have around 90 touchdowns. Gonzalez has 111. You know what? Tony Gonzalez was phenomenal. I saw him play his entire career. I'd still take Kelsey over him. And I don't know. Gonzalez is a freak. Freak. Let, let me tell you this. Antonio Gates has 11,800 yards. Antonio Gates is a hell of a player. And, yeah. Antonio Gates has 116 touchdowns. That's crazy. That's stupid. That like that's that he like this he has these guys have more more receptions and targets than receivers almost. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's crazy. Good. Listen, Grace. I still think Kelsey's going to put up huge numbers for another couple of years. I don't think that guy has any any decline in his game right now. Uh, any other position where we could have a new goat? 
Remember Jimmy Graham was good? Well, Aaron Donald, is he already the defensive tackle goat? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you just saying that or you know it? I don't remember who they put up there, and I just closed out of it. When, so when, Warren, Sapp, when Warren Sapp says he's been the best defensive ta- 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 tackle for four years, I got to believe him because he's one of the best. I, I, she's just uh, doing... What else? What else? Any other goats? Any other potential goats? Mm. Linebacker, no. Safety? No. I closed the article. I'm not going to lie. I don't All have right, it. All right, F you. Go but, ahead. All right, real quick. We do have a poll <laughs> result to get anyway. to Move on this question before we pivot to some Guardians talk here. We bring you a poll result. From the YouTube chat, it's brought to us by PCC Airfoils. You're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well, PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. I, Over 300 votes. you know what would be a funny show, a funny reality show? You, Earl, and Anthony, and Steve – Living in a house in Minerva. In Minerva? In Minerva. Why'd you, where'd you come yeah, up with Minerva? It always makes me laugh when Mike says Minerva on the PCC commercials. We love Minerva. Some you know of my anybody from Minerva. from Minerva? Does anybody here know anybody from Minerva? Yeah, I went to college with... Uh, where is Minerva exactly? It's in Ohio. Of course it's in Ohio. It's, it's not far from here. <laughs> no, I know it's not that far, but like, is it it's east side? No, 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 it's south, like Earth. Kent-ish. Oh, uh, Kent-ish. Ish. Kent-ish, okay. Okay. All right, so we asked the chat. We had over 200 votes which current Brown has the best chance of being the GOAT at their respective positions. Yeah. In third place, Deshaun Watson with 8% of the vote. In second place, Miles Garrett with 39% of the vote. And Nick Chubb with 51% of the vote is our Well, the chat usually gets it wrong, winner. so I'm not surprised. Usually wrong, but in this case, they're right. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. It's definitely – I mean, Watson's not even in the conversation at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, if he has a, a no, all-pro no, season no, this year, no, no, maybe – Oh, no, I, no. I'm, I'm just saying, maybe <laughs> maybe there's an argument for it. No. But uh, He's got a long way to go to catch Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. Well, Patrick Mahomes still got to catch Tom Brady. Yes. But I was saying current players. Oh, yeah. yeah. Long, 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 yeah. long way to he go. He better play at least 40. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has won more Super Bowls than Deshaun Watson's won playoff games. Oh, my God. So, you know, uh, they don't belong in the same conversation right now. No, nobody in the NFL is in the same conversation with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I was about to nobody. say, that's, that's not a knock. Nobody. I mean, no one in the universe is. Nobody. Like, he is no, the no, no, man. No carbon-based organism is better. He is the, than... uh, he is the Gorn. What? Greatest of all. Gorn. G-O-R-N. Gorn. Greatest of right now. That's correct. Oh, I like it. I like it. Jason right. answered it correctly with disdain, by the way. <laughs> disdain. Go ahead, Mike. I'm bored with this. Let's move on. It is a 